rugby field to the rotary shed. It's the Country Sport Breakfast with Brian Kelly on Gold Sport. For joining us, it's 13 minutes away from 9 o'clock. Joining us out of uh, Santa Court and Flushing Meadow in New York multimedia megastar and tennis journalist Craig Gabriel. Morning, Craig. Good morning, BK. Probably interrupting you on a, a fascinating match at the moment between uh, Rafa Nadal and Francis uh, Tiafo. Well, yeah, as well as the caveat that I was having. Seriously, oh, I mean, sorry, come sorry. on. <laughs> the life uh, of a megastar. <laughs> uh, yes, it is. It's in the third set over here. It's a set all. You can't get it any more even than this. Francis Tiafo won the first 6-4. Nadal won the second 6-4. And it's 3 all in the third set. Mm. Now, after the first set, Nadal left the court for quite an extended period. And uh, Tiafo was sitting at his courtside bench and grumbling to the chair umpire that uh, he, he had been off the court for so long that it was snapping his concentration um, and then Nadal did return obviously and uh, ended up winning that um, uh, second set So how's Rafa holding out you know it's it's dragging on a little bit Yeah it is it's not I mean going at the fastest of paces it's two and a quarter hours of play so far um, and it, it looks like you know it, it could certainly very well go the distance but Tiafo that first set that he won is the first set that he's won against Nadal. Um, this is the third time they're playing. So uh, let's see. What do we know about Francis uh, Tiafo? He's been around a while now. I mean, uh, he's, he was counted as the next next level or the next generation of the American players. Well, he's been like sort of top 20. He hasn't really ventured that much higher. Um, so he's now working with, uh, if you remember Wayne Ferreira, the uh, South African player, he's working uh, with him. And uh, maybe that'll be a bit of a change. We'll, we'll see about that. But uh, um, he, he's also had some injury issues, which kept him off for a while. But um, he's a solid player. And, and he, he's in that group of players that would include uh, Felix Orsha Aliassim, Denis Shapovalov from Canada, um, Francis Tiafo, that, that sort of age group, um, even a little bit younger than Nick Kyrgios, but he's, he's still pretty friendly with Kyrgios as well. On the women's side of the draw, the uh, women's number one seed, she is through. Yes, she is. Uh, had a little bit of a battle on her hands early on against Julie Niemeyer of Germany, and uh, she ended. Up, she lost the first set, but uh, rebounded pretty smartly and uh, didn't lose a game in the third set. So um, Iga Schrontek through to the quarterfinals, 2-6, 6-4, come up against Jessica Pagula of the United States, who beat uh, Petra Kvitova, 6-3, 6-2. Yeah, I mean... I'm not sure who I'd go for in that one, but uh, maybe Shriantek is finding a little bit, a bit of form all over again because after the French Open uh, and before, up to the U.S. Open, she played about, I think it was four tournaments and uh, had only ever uh, got to the quarterfinals, I think, of one of them. So she, he'd, she had just gone off the boil for a while, but maybe things are picking up at the moment. The Americans will be loving it too, staying with the women's side of things, because 18-year-old Coco Goff, she is yeah. through as well. Who's She's claimed that you know, Serena Williams was her inspiration. 
Yeah, and she has been for a number of people, uh, and and certainly the uh, the Black American community, um, because mm. you know she's she's allowed them to have um, hope and confidence, etc. In fact, I'm actually just in the middle of doing a feature on whether she is the goat, the greatest of all time, oh. um, and I, I feel that people don't divide it up properly. They just see her, the cultural side of Serena and some of her results, and, yep, she's the GOAT. But certainly she has been an inspiration for a lot of people, and as you say, Coco Golf being one of them. Right. I want to touch on the big game yesterday, and you as an Australian would have had your, uh, your hat on you, uh, a Kubra with the corks hanging off it, watching uh, Nick Kurios beat Medvedev, the number one male seed. And I thought that was going to happen, actually. Um, He's got a winning record on, on Daniil. He beat Daniil uh, just uh, under a month ago in uh, Montreal, one of the big events coming into the U.S. Open. And uh, the record now that Nick has got over the Russian is 4-1 on the head-to-head, um, which is pretty impressive. And uh, the first set was crucial yes, last night. And you know, what, what was impressive about Nick is that he was down set points. He managed to get those and uh, started to roll. Even though uh, Daniel won the second set, it wasn't a, any sort of letdown for Nick. Uh, and uh, you know, he was—he he looked confident on the court. And if he wasn't any sort of bother, he was able to find a way of getting out of it. So it was pretty impressive stuff. So there weren't too many Nick Curios moments. I think one or two racket bounces yeah. throwing to the court, but that was about it. Yeah, look, there was, I think there were two or three um, racket bounces and one uh, uh, ball hit into the back fence. And uh, and then uh, as uh, he, you know, he um, criticized himself for, uh, quote-unquote, a bonehead um, situation <laughs> where he crossed the net when he wasn't allowed to. Um, and he didn't realize it was against the rules. And Patrick McEnroe on the court afterwards was questioning about it and admitted that brother John McEnroe didn't even know that rule uh, existed. <laughs> yeah, that was a funny bit, actually. That was quite entertaining. Yes. Well, well, we'll let you go back to your caviar and watching the uh, Rafa Nadal match. And I want to leave you with this thought. Um, mm-hmm. New York, um, as we know, in New York, uh, was briefly known as New Orange. That's a fun fact for you. And that was because of the Dutch royal family. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems. Or a but. I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.